Hey guys. Uh, Hello. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy. It's not Monday at all. Oh, it's Monday when they listen. Yep. I'm so sorry. So welcome to the podcasting live. <laughs> um, hey guys. So if the audio sucks, it's because the world hates women. It really does. <laughs> and in the year of the Barbie movie. In the year of the Barbie movie. As that one girl on TikTok says. My one USB cord is not working. So the audio for this episode is not going to be great, but the content's going to be the best it's ever been. I feel like you're in negative self-talk already when we don't know. It could be fabulous. Right. Yes. <laughs> I, and I, and I, there's nothing I love more than toxic positivity. Yeah. Um, all right, you guys. What's up? Happy Monday. Hope you all had a nice week since we last chatted. Um, Greta's on the podcast. Greta, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. So happy to be here. Here we are, sitting on the ground after about an hour and a half of girl bossing, trying to troubleshoot. And we're just, we've got, we've got the mic on the Nintendo Switch charger. We do. <laughs> we do. So don't ever say that I didn't come from the bottom when I'm a millionaire. Don't ever say that Nintendo did nothing for you when you're a millionaire. I'm going to be sponsored by Nintendo. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's what's up. Uh, we're going to we're gonna rechange our mindsets. We're going to take a couple... <clears throat> we're going to do a little lip trolls. Pardon? We're gonna do I'm a, not a theater a kid, couple girl. <laughs> a couple... <laughs> Sharp a couple of those because I just have to like let I just have to let it go. You do. We just have we are rolling with the punches. Yep. We are girl bossing. I'm our just way like to not sun. a bad audio girly. I know. So I know this pains you in your. It's soul. a little hard for me. Did a man text you back with a solution? No, my coworker just texted me and said I have a present for you tomorrow morning. Aww. What do you think it is? I think it's gonna be a brekkie, a brekkie Sammy. Why would he text me at 8.26? It's a man? It is. Oh, well, then it's not going to be food. They don't think like that. It's going to be like, mm, he like made your day slightly less bad by taking on one task that you would have other taken on. Terrence, if you're listening to this, which you're for sure not, um, thank you for your gift, and I look forward to receiving it. In the morning tomorrow. I look forward to hearing about what it is. I know. I'll text you. Okay. No. So Greta's at the uh, Greta. So <laughs> so Greta's on the podcast today. Prior to our mic situation, we enjoyed a lovely bowl of my favorite food. Mm-hmm. You actually like really healed my love language. Is that the right way? Charged my love language. Used. Um... Because you listened to my podcast and you bought all of my favorite foods. Yeah. And that's what we had for dinner. We I had tortellini and and butter and parmesan cheese and salt and pepper Mm -hmm. and we're sipping apple cider out of wine glasses Mm -hmm. and it's feeling really fall in here yeah now Greta and I became friends because we worked in the same building um in 2021 great question 2022 2021 to 2022 yeah and we like mutually like we knew each other but my ex-boyfriend did not like Greta (laughs) And I was like, wait, but she seems really cool. <laughs> so when that relationship ended, we fostered a new beginning. And thank God for that. Thank God for and that. here we are on Girlhood, the mother effing podcast. Oh, this is why girls reign supreme. Because he simply is not enjoying this giggle sometime. No, no. And, and, and... In fact, I have a feeling he, if he was, he would be hate listening. <laughs> hey, this goes out to all my hate listeners. If you are listening to this and you are listening purely out of spite, 
I love you. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks for, for the, the stats. <laughs> Thank you for the stats, okay? Because I just hit 600 listens. Um, okay, so Greta is, this is like what people do on their podcast before the guest is on, and they're like, I had a great conversation with Greta. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say, you guys, I had a great conversation with Greta. Greta is mm. a teacher, mm. a woman, <gasps> a, a, I almost said educator, <laughs> a feminist, a, a stylish, a, a mother. A mother. She's of a, a mother. Of a dog and also mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. And we're thrilled to have you on the podcast today. I'm so happy to be here. Okay, so let's let's chat a little bit, Greta, about um, about what's going on with you right now in your in your current life. We're using my not you my we're using my bad microphone as a prop so that we both feel like we're actually using a microphone for emotional support but in reality there's just a microphone on a nintendo switch charger um okay greta tell me a little bit about what's going on with your life right now and then we'll dive into like what's what where how you came to be where you are what's going on well i mean so much is going on in my life right now i'm teaching at the high school that i went to which is such a trip what are you teaching english i teach english nine i teach honors 10th grade english and then i teach a senior electives those are quarter-long classes so one of them is for writers who have maybe fallen through the cracks a little bit and need a little extra writing support and one of them is interpersonal communications where I allegedly teach the children how to talk to one another and understand themselves enough to talk to one another. Wow. Such fun. And then I'm coaching debate as per usual. I'm in my beautiful home where I spend my time and am in love with my wonderful partner. Uh, and your dog. And my dog. And my dog, who I, I don't want to say her name too loudly because she'll come a running and then cause a ruckus. Her name is Junie. She's perfect. She's perfect. She's maybe the best dog in the whole wide world. Yeah, no, she is. So, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much what's going on with me. Okay, and how long have you been teaching? Seven years. And have you always wanted to be a teacher? No. Really? No, yeah. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, no. What did you grow up wanting to be? Well, what phase? For a while, I wanted to be a dolphin trainer because okay. I grew up I, next to the Minnesota Zoo. I wanted to be a pet trainer. Like, yeah. Like, specifically a pet trainer. Ah! Was, like, my dream job. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a pet trainer. Pet. As in, I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. I did. That's really sweet. Okay, so, like, when you were leaving the high school mm-hmm. and going into the college, yeah. what, what did you want your job to be? A fraught time. Well, I... I thought I would work in editing and publishing because I was going into my degree as an English major. And I did. Have you seen that John Mulaney bit where he's like, I paid yes this yes. much money to get a degree in a language I already spoke. And I didn't even read the book. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I thought about it a lot. I always knew that I wanted to study English because it was my favorite subject in school. I loved reading. I loved writing. Um, I was pretty much just a story girl through and through, but I had this huge resentment towards the idea that the English degree was the barista degree, that you were going to be, get an English major and then work at Starbucks for the rest of your life. I know you don't know anything about that. <laughs> I don't. I mean, shout out to the Starbucks College Achievement Plan. Huge fan. Big props <laughs> to them. Um, yeah, so that you were either going to be a barista or that you were going to be a teacher. And I was like, well, that's bullshit. Am I allowed to swear in your podcast? Yes. Okay, that was bullshit. 
So I um, was like, no, I'm going to go work in editing and publishing. And then I found out that <laughs> working in editing and publishing meant that you were going to be in meetings all day long mm. talking about like business stuff. And that really didn't appeal to me yeah. at all, not one little bit. And I kept finding myself in teaching spaces. So like in my undergrad, I went to the University of Minnesota and they had all these classes that you could do that were, I think they called them... Uh, community service or community ed or something basically as part service learning that was the term they called them service learning classes and as part of your class you would partner with some community organization and do some like field work that then would become part of your curriculum and every time I was in one of those classes I chose the organization that was in a school or had to do a mm. teaching in some capacity so in my undergrad, I landed in like a thousand different schools and I was still working my job from high school, which was teaching swimming lessons and I was still coaching debate. Oh, you started coaching debate before you taught? Yeah, when okay. I was 19. And I just realized that the place in the world where I felt most alive was what I was like working with young people and, mm -hmm. and thinking and learning. Um, and so then I applied for uh, the direct track to teaching at the U of M, which put you in a master's program right out of undergrad. And all of a sudden, I was a teacher. And here you are. And here I am. But I, I went in thinking, absolutely not. I'm not going to do that. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you end up at the school that we graduated from? <laughs> which, what's funny don't feel old when you when I say this. Yeah. But your first year of teaching was the year I graduated high That's school. That's insane. Like, I graduated in the spring and you started teaching in the fall. That's so wild. I know. But... But then we wouldn't have been friends because no. you would have been my teacher. <laughs> no, no, and that's a boundary. That's a boundary she says no to. But let's, let me think about that because you're 24, going to be 25 in a, in a couple of weeks here. Mm-hmm. And I'm 29, going mm -hmm. to be 30 mm -hmm. in a few months. Mm -hmm. And so... More than a few months. Well, yeah. Like nine months. Like nine months, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Like a pregnancy. Like a, Well, like you could be... You could have a May baby. You could have a Gemini baby. I really... I could. I, I could. And, mm -hmm. you know, that would put four of us in the house. Is that nine... Is that nine months from now? I don't know. Because we're going to be dumped September to October to... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Theoretically... Oh my gosh! Hello! Hey, Forest! Frosted Flakes! Forest, we're live on the Girlhood Podcast. Oh my. Um, so, if I were, I'm basically trying to do the math, but I'm five years older than you. Mm -hmm. But if I'm five years older than you, mm -hmm. then how would my first year of teaching? This is gonna make me sound so stupid, I don't teach math. When if, did you start teaching? What year? Seven years ago. Right. And you graduated high school seven years ago. Yes. Now, I got it. Landed there. Yeah. Made it. That I graduated really in 2017. Grim. And you started, started teaching, teaching in 2017. Yeah. 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 Right. Which would put you five years ahead of me yep. in life. Yep. It because would. you graduated yes, college. Yes, it would. Was this... Where did you student teach? Uh, Southwest High School in Minneapolis. So you taught... You student taught in high school? Yes. Oh, that's all you... Yeah. That's what you... Did you always Well, my licensure is, is 512. I started teaching in, at a middle school. Oh, my really? first two years of teaching were at a middle school. Oh, that's right. So to yeah. your original question, how did I end up at the school where we both graduated oh, yeah. from? I was, um, I first of all, getting a job in teaching is about who you know. Mm -hmm. So I applied to a lot of different places 
but I heard back from schools within the district that I had gone to. And I got interviews at one, two, three schools. Two of them were high school. One of them was a middle school. And I got like had the time to do the interviews at one of the middle schools and or one of the the middle school and mm-hmm. one of the high schools and then my interview for the second high school wasn't for like a week after that well both of those jobs offered me a position both of those interviews offered me a position so I ended up not having to do the third interview but one of the positions was like hey do you want to have 7,000 different classes that you teach and do you want to coach 1,400 different activities and the other one said, do you want to teach seventh grade and we'll give you a coach that'll help you figure it out? And I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna pick that one. Done. But I agonized over it for a weekend because I did not picture myself teaching middle school. Yeah. And then I got in there and I was like, you know, mm-hmm. whoever is in front of you just becomes your guys. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just your guys and you teach them and you do your best mm-hmm. and you try and make them learn some what stuff. What grade was it? Seventh. Okay. And then my second year at the middle school, I taught sixth and seventh. And then when I... I, in the spring of that year, I got a call from the department head at the school that we both graduated from, and she was like, we have an opening. I think you should apply for it. And I was like, well, that's okay. Heard. Yep. Yep. Noted. Yep. And I did, and then um, was offered the job and decided to move up. How did you do from... I don't know how your high school experience was at that high school. Yeah. But it was very hard for me to go back for the first time as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. When I was in therapy talking about thinking about if I was going to accept the job or not, my therapist said to me, well, you have a chance here to either reheal yourself and the things that you experienced in high school. Not that I had a crazy traumatic experience, Mm -hmm. but like... I was trying to figure out what was going on with my sexuality. That was horrible. I was learning how to deal with perfectionism and Mm -hmm. not doing very well at it. I was in an environment that told me that I was only as valuable as my highest achievements because that's what my peers were expressing. And that was just like all very challenging. Mm -hmm. And so she said to me, you either have a chance to heal yourself or to re-traumatize yourself and Mm -hmm. how you approach it is going to make the difference. Wow. I was like, mm-hmm, okay, yeah. that's great, Jill. Thank you. Yep. Um, but she was right. And um, for the first couple of months when I was working there, I would have to like visualize on my drive in my 16-year-old self in the passenger seat next to me hmm. and let her know that it was okay to stay in the car, that she didn't have to walk in with me. Aww. Yeah. I wish somebody would have told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was like the hardest part for me. Yeah, totally. Because you had the same experience mm-hmm. where you're – you're coaching there, but you And were... I also felt like I I was just so mad at the end of my senior year. Like I was just mad. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not com- I'm not coming back. Anyway, I was so angry and I hated the phrase can't close the yearbook. Mm-hmm. That felt like super bitchy to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna be one of those people who can't close the yearbook. And then I realized that it's not about me. Nope. It's literally not about me. No. Nope. Like I have a new responsibility now, which yeah. is not healing myself in this space yeah. it's how can I reshape my experience in this space yeah and like that was very hard because I started directing there when I was 20 about to turn 21 right and so the kids that were seniors mm-hmm. were freshmen my senior year of mm-hmm. high school and yeah. I was like how can I get these people to see me as an adult yeah. and honestly there was one student who who didn't and who who actually went to the administration and said, I don't, I don't respect her. I don't wow. respect her because she, um, 
Mm. Because she she's still a kid. Yeah. To which I wanted to say, okay, that's that narrative isn't going to change unless you all change your mindset about it. Yeah. Like it's I can only do so much yep. to prove to you mm-hmm. that I am worthy of being here and I know what I'm talking about. Yep. And to be quite honest with you, I didn't. Like I yep. had no idea what I was talking about. Well, of course but not. I was like, I need you to play into my bullshit. Yeah. So that like we can get past this weirdness that I'm yeah. three years older than you. Yeah. And now it's gotten a lot less weird. What is weird though is and this used to be like a big joke that I used to love when I was 20 and now at almost 25 I'm like we can let it go is that the last year that they did homecoming court was my senior year and I was the homecoming queen Mm. so my kids always make a joke that I'm the reigning homecoming queen which like I can play up to sure and also sure no yep I'm an adult that comes to the building Mm -hmm. to help out yep yep, yeah and when I leave the building I am a different like I am Casey yep yes yep I was just telling Greta that what I said to my students today when I was with them is I was like I am the fun aunt, not the cool sister. Yep. <laughs> like, I am going to be responsible and tell your parents if you do something that you shouldn't be doing. And also, if you are unsafe, I will come and find you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't want to hear about what you are doing outside of school. Yep. I don't want to hear about your crushes. I don't want to hear... Has that ever, like, like been something because you're a younger teacher? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? This is the first year where I'm starting to feel a shift in it, um, which I'm grateful for but there was a lot of self-disclosure that students would do around me that I don't think they would do with older teachers exclusive pretty much exclusively because of my age yeah and on the one hand like some of that is very natural you know they're looking to relate to an adult they're um, seeking validation they want advice on these experiences they're having because they're young and whatever and there's a degree of it that can be appropriate mm-hmm. but um, I I also don't want kids sitting in my classroom after at the end of the school day telling me about their breakup. You know, mm-hmm. I just don't always feel like that's mm-hmm. an appropriate space. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't ever feel like that's really an appropriate space. Yeah. Um, if a kid in their writing for class is processing through something, especially as an English teacher, you just get a lot of oh, personal I bet. stories. I didn't even from think students. about that. Yeah. And, you know... I want them to explore how writing can be a space for them to process their life because I think that that's one of the great gifts of it. But I don't want them to explore me as a therapist, mm-hmm. which is a different, is a fine line. Yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah. Do you see yourself staying here for a while? In education? No, at this school. Oh, at this school? Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, because... One, I'm part of a lot of extracurricular activities that I, I think are really valuable, and I, I um, am head coach of one of them, and, you know, there's just a lot of, like, responsibility that comes with that, that I am invested in building, mm-hmm. and I, I like being part of that community. Um, also, I like my colleagues. I like my curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um And I feel like I can, I don't know, I think when I was younger and like 18 and people were going off to college in all these different places, like maybe they were going to LA or Chicago or New York or Harvard or wherever it may be, right? I had this sense of like, man, am I just like not spreading my wings enough? Am I not seeing the world enough? Mm -hmm. And then I realized through college and through grad school that there's actually tremendous value in 
seeing how deep you can make your roots go rather than how far you can make them go. I love, I just got goosebumps. Ooh, I just ooh. got goosebumps because I've had that same thing. I'm yeah. like, my study abroad was going to Disney. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, yeah. I love the choices I made. I Well, and I don't feel like I lack worldliness yeah. as a person. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I mean, I make the joke that I'm a townie because I'm at the same school that I went to, but... Man, my perspective is certainly wider than it was when I was there last. Mm -hmm. You know, like I've seen a lot. I've worked in schools all around the state. I have, I don't know. I've just studied. You also a lot. worked through I've a global a pandemic. I, yeah. <laughs> don't bring it up. It's like, terrible. Like literally, oh, the worst. Yeah, and so I just I I think that there is really deep value in being able to know a place really deeply and give back to it with new perspective mm -hmm. in the same way that there's value in hopping across the country and like setting down roots in Seattle if you know you're from the Midwest or whatever there's yeah. there's just value in experience and it doesn't necessarily one isn't necessarily better than the other yeah but for a while I felt like there was I was my experience lacked value because it wasn't I love that broad I really love that that's a good reminder for me as well. Yeah. Because I'm like, maybe I should, like, go to Italy. Yeah, right. And I'm like, but I don't want to. I don't want to go to Italy. <laughs> I don't want to do like, that. Like, I would, sure. but I don't want to live there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how how do you feel teaching and students have and kids have changed since you started teaching? Because I see a huge difference yeah. from when I was a student to now being in charge of them. Yeah, well, it's so hard. I mean, I see, I do see differences. I heard um, that one of my favorite teachers on TikTok, her handle is like when nerds teach. And I love her and she teaches middle school and she was just talking about that question. Mm -hmm. And she said something to the effect of like, I, I'm running out of answers to that question because like, yeah, the kids are different than they were, but like, so's the world that they're in. So true. Which is true, right? Yeah. Like we have given them a different world, so they are reacting to it differently than mm -hmm. we did. Um, and I don't fault them for any of the changes that I see in them. But certainly, um, the pandemic really did a number on attention spans. Oh, yeah. The pandemic really did a number on academic skills. The pandemic really did a number on social skills. And, you know, just like student maturity in general. Mm -hmm. Not to be like a fuddy-duddy and be like, oh, the kids are just, you know, whatever. No, but... But I think that, like... There, when I, as someone who taught middle school, mm -hmm. my ninth graders today exhibit a lot of behaviors that my seventh graders did when I taught middle school. You know, just like a lot of, like the attention seeking stuff, um, or somebody reframed attention seeking the other day as connection seeking, which I thought was kind. Um, but yeah, just a lot of, a lot of behaviors where I'm like, wow, you are, you're still figuring out how to feel connected to the world around you. Mm -hmm. And you're doing it right now in ways that... Um, I think you're going to grow out of, to be quite frank. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that the pandemic did a number, but then also not to be like, man, social media, Yeah. but I am really grateful that I grew up as social media was developing yep. and not in the thick of social media. I completely agree. I just think it would have, I, I don't completely know. agree. And I even think like. I remember when I first created an Instagram. Yeah, I was same. In eighth grade. I was in high school. And like, I remember being like, 
oh, like, I'm going to show that I'm reading The Hunger Games. Uh-huh. I'm reading The Faults in Our Stars. Woo! And now it's like I look at the kids who are in eighth grade. Like, I, okay, I did a staged photo shoot. I was obsessed with owls. Love what it. What were you obsessed with? Like, what, was your, what was your niche? At which point? Okay, like, when social media was developing, like, what was your niche? Like, my niche was owls. I, and books. Books. I was a big book girly. I was really deep in the Harry Potter zone. Okay. Rest in peace, the author. So bad right. for her. Um, so well, sad, we don't feel so, so bad. bad for her. We no. feel sad that it had to... That, that, that she sucks. That we she, feel sad that she sucks. Yeah, we feel sad that she had to crash that helicopter yeah. so dramatically. What, what, house, what house are you? Oh, Ravenclaw through and through with the, probably like a Hufflepuff rising, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and But definitely Ravenclaw okay. through and through. I uh, The test has determined that many times Like for when me. you look at your old Facebook statuses, like what mm-hmm. are they saying? Like what are they saying? Do you know that at the bachelorette party that I threw this summer... One of the games that we played was Who Said That? <gasps> and it was Facebook statuses. And it was Facebook statuses from 2008 to 2011. I stalked every single one of those girls on Facebook. And you, there's a setting where you can search by year. And so I went back to 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, copied and pasted those bad boys. That's hilarious. It's that was really smart. Thank you. It was really fun. I think I stole the idea from the internet, but honestly, I couldn't tell you anymore. Who cares? Um, but what I was posting was like punk pop lyrics yeah. and um, stuff about how I was so mad at everyone. Yeah. I was real emo on the internet. You were mad. Were you, I, were you a Tumblr girl? <laughs> I was a Tumblr girl. There's yeah. a lot of poetry on Tumblr like that had my name on it. Deep in 2013, uh-huh. I was re-blogging. re it. re Not only, I was a fan fiction girl. You were. Oh, I was reading. Were you writing it or were you reading it? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't posting it, but I was certainly writing it. What were you it. writing it about? Um, Draco Malfoy and Hermione Granger falling in love. Perfect. That it's called Dramione. If you aren't Dramione. up on the, up on the like, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you loved Harry Potter. I did. I did. Were I you, really loved. Did you ever post anything on Tumblr? Oh, my poetry. My no, but like any like photo shoots. Like, did you ever? We, I, I'm familiar, I'm deeply familiar with the photo shoot vibe. I was a photo shoot girl. Yeah. I was. My friends were, and then I would be like taken along for the party, but I was so insecure in my body because mm-hmm. I was like always, I'm 5'11", right? Mm-hmm. And I was always taller and wider than all of my friends. Mm-hmm. And part of that was developmental, like, because, you know, I went through puberty faster than the rest yeah. of them. And part of that was biological in that, like... Are your parents tall? My dad is 6'4". Okay. And my mom is 5'6". So I'm okay, smack wow. dab in the middle. Yeah, you are. How tall is your brother? Uh, which one? Exactly. Which... Yeah. What, both of them. Um, all three of them? I don't know. Henry, I both think Both of them. All three of them? 6'1 or 6'2". Brad is probably around 6'2". You have a brother named Brad. I do. I do. And he's exactly how you picture a Brad to be. He likes posting videos on, of himself on the internet, picking things up and putting them down. The heavier they are, the better. He gets very excited. Um, and then, Brad! Yeah. Yeah. Big Brad energy. I think he's in a he's in a, um, a cutting season right now. He's no longer bulking. Now he is cutting, which... Right. You know. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Couldn't be me. And then yeah. Ross is like 5'10". Ross is shorter than me. Okay. Yeah. Do you know that I went to the doctor and I shrunk? So I'm no longer 5'1". I'm 5 feet. Okay. Here's the thing. One time I went to the doctor and they were like, you're 5'10". And I was like, that's incorrect. I'm not. Right. But I ask every single time. Yeah, I do too. I go, am I 5'2 yet? And she goes, no, you're actually 5 feet. <gasps> 
That's what happened to me at the That's doctor. very unkind. Here's the thing, though. I'm telling you, I think that sometimes I measure wrong. Do you think I got smaller, though? No, I don't. you also said think... when I walked in today that you well, forgot how small I was. Because you are a bitty little baby. Because <laughs> you're just a widow. I am pretty widow. <laughs> you're the widowest widow. And whenever I dog sit at your house, I cannot wait to top of the couch. No. <laughs> I literally can't, Greta. I, yeah, There I are some times where I just give up. Like, and I know you guys have a step stool. We do. But I'm like... I just need to accept my defeat. Yeah. Like, I just am accepting my fair defeat. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, anyway, photo shoots. Oh, yeah. So, I was very familiar. My friends were definitely in the photo shoot zone, but I would, I would like, look at the pictures and be like, I don't want to be perceived. Mm. Don't look at me. This is so perceived. uncomfortable. I just don't want to, like, I just don't want to Did you ever use seen. Picnic? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I've got so, those edits. So, my, my Picnic was amazing but the photo shoot I was going to tell you about about I'm my so niche ready. about my Instagram niche I'm listening I'm also finding my old picnic photos because they still wait. exist on the I internet I can't wait we can put them save them and I'll oh put God. them like in the post for the for perfect episode perfect hold on <laughs> reels was open on Facebook because hell is real that's that's an old person thing to say reels was open on Facebook <laughs> send me away <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I quit the podcast. I'm out. I'm over it. Sorry, let me just I've close my reels. Okay. I, anyway, my my photo shoot was I grabbed my favorite books. The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the Fault in Our Stars. Mm-hmm, yeah. Probably another John Green book. Yeah. And I grabbed my glasses. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed my owl mug. Mm-hmm. And I made a photo shoot. And... I was one of those girls who did not need glasses, but wanted them, so I told my mom I couldn't read the signs (laughs) at night, and now I'm permanently stuck with bad eyes because I wanted to be perceived as, like, nerdy and artsy and niche and fun, and it's a metaphor, Hazel Grace, like, that was, like, I was like, okay, okay, like, that will be my first statue, like, that's the kind of girl Mm -hmm. that I was, and I would be shredded by the teenagers of today. Oh, they would have eaten me alive. Shredded. Yeah. In case you want to see 2012, that is That's three perfect. girls with mustaches. I have the same picture of me with mustaches. Yeah, on. I'm because not I'm finding it. For well, you. let's do it. Hang on, keep your mustache picture up. Okay, or save it, and I'm gonna show you I'm gonna my save mustache. It. I'm picture. gonna send it to you. Anyway, so so so, our, so kids today will never experience that. No, but what they will experience? Well, I mean, they're like I can't pretend I didn't live my life online because I did, right? Like I po- I was posting but constantly, but I wasn't like. If I had access to TikTok, my 15-year-old brain, I would have turned in zero assignments. Yeah. Zero. And here at 24, I don't like doing anything because I am scrolling on TikTok. Yes. Yeah. Grim. You yeah. know? Like, it's yeah. not good. Yeah. I have a sneeze. What I was going to say... I want to know what you think about kids these days. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. What I think about kids these days is that there's a lot that they are processing that I did not experience yeah. when I was their Agreed. age. Yeah. Because I didn't know that it existed sure I didn't know how to recognize first of all I think that I I've always 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 felt this way I grew up in a very loving household Mm -hmm. my parents are still together Mm -hmm. my sister and I have a good relationship like I look back on my childhood with only fond memories love that and I feel very very grateful for that and high school just brought out like drama right yeah. like girl drama boy drama yes. like I was dating I started dating when I was a freshman in high school Ooh. and I okay prom queen yep um I'm and so I homecoming, homecoming queen. queen I let it in prom wow I let it in prom um like I what happened to me and this is like 
nobody's fault because it's just how my brain was when I was 15 is that because I was performing professionally and I was around adults all the time I went to high school and immediately forced myself to grow up and was like I'm gonna start hanging with all the older kids Mm -hmm. and like I just did like I just inserted myself being like I'm gonna be friends with all of the seniors Mm -hmm. and they are all gonna want to hang out with me and I did that so by the time I was a senior a junior and senior I had no friends in my grade yeah and that was like really really hard for me and so most of the issues junior and senior year was about that and also about like me figuring out what I wanted to do with life and then I was like not a bad student I was actually a a, a very good student but I had a teacher pull me aside when I was a junior in high school and say to me if you want to be involved in the theater department I think you need to drop some of your honors classes because you're talented Mm-hmm. because you're t- because you're you're so talented and I know that you want to become a performer and I think that it would be the best use of your time for you to focus in the theater and less in about your classes. Um, and I remember being like, "Oh yeah. Oh yeah, right, because I need to grow up." Right, because there's life after high school. Mm-hmm. And so I just didn't process any of that until yep. honestly recently, mm-hmm. until like 2 years ago where I was like there were a lot of decisions that I don't really feel like I got to make for myself because I just, like, trusted the adults around me that they had the best interest, my best interest in mind. Again, I truly believe that a lot of them did. Yeah. But I also think that I was a very talented high schooler. Yeah. And that was exciting and cool. Yeah. And it was also a reason I was, like, severely bullied. Yeah. And, like... I don't know why, but, like, something on my hate list is the word bully because when we hear the word bully, we're like, oh, she was bullied. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, like, I was severely cyberbullied. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's why I really didn't want to go back. Yeah. Is because I was just like, I do not have good memories at this place. Like, yeah. And so that's why when I got asked to come in and direct very last minute, yeah. um, like, they were already in rehearsals and I yeah. was asked to come in. And I was like, I can't. Like, I just can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't put myself back there. And it was it was a hard thing for me to do. And I luckily figured out, like, how to separate those two things because, like, I'm an adult and I'm here to do my job. But it's almost like exposure therapy. Yeah. It's like the more I'm in the building, the more I'm like, oh, this is my role here. Yeah. But what I have noticed about kids changing, especially just what I – how I wish I was in high school is that they're so much more in tune with how their emotions affect them. Agreed. Every day. Agreed. I don't know. I just look at kids today and I'm like, I, I'm envious yeah. of the grace that like we give them. Yeah. And like, I'm so glad that it exists yes. now, but like that. And I also think that trauma is such a complicated word because yep. it sounds so much scarier yeah. when it really is like, that's what my, the very first time I ever went to therapy was like right when COVID hit and I was like, I have all this time and I have an Mm -hmm. EAP, so I might as well just like try it out. And the first thing I said to her was I was like, I have a really good life and nothing traumatic has happened to me, so I don't really feel like I deserve to be here. Like I don't feel like I deserve to take somebody else's spot to meet with you. Right. And she was like, okay, that's crazy because like trauma doesn't have to be something so severe that you can't like – Get out of bed in the morning. Right. Yeah. She was like, trauma can can be the fact that we're in a global pandemic right now and yeah. your life is changing. Yeah. And I do think, I really do think that we can look at kids right now and say that putting them through school online in the year of 2020, 2021 was traumatic for yeah. them. Like, does yes. have a lasting effect. Yes. <clears throat> also, 
back to the point of two people can have the same experience and one can be traumatic and one cannot. One of my favorite students from, you know, my experience teaching, um, really discovered themselves during COVID and, Mm. and COVID was like, I mean, it feels taboo to say it, but like a gift for that kid Mm. because Mm -hmm. finally their life got quiet enough that they could listen to themselves. And so it was like, I mean, obviously it was hard and horrible and all of that is true, but they were an independent kid who was comfortable thinking and learning on their own. And, you know, like just the cards fell in the right way for Mm -hmm. that kid that it, it ended up being a gift, but it wasn't for 98% of people. I always say I had the perfect scenario when COVID hit because I was already doing online school. Yeah. I was already living at home. Yeah. And I was getting paid for not working. Yeah. Like I felt very lucky. Yeah. And my friends who were still in college were like, we're going home. Like, yeah. we're going to have to start doing stuff online. Yeah. And I was like, I already do it. I'm there. Like, join the club. And mm-hmm. theirs were synchronous. Mm-hmm. Whereas mine, I could just hop on whenever and get my homework mm-hmm. done. And they were sitting in Zoom lectures. Ugh. And I'm like, I have never had to relate to that. And nope. also, like, I'm getting paid to just be at home in my bed. I do remember on a funnier note, having a real real life cry over missing bread baskets like in like April like in April of 2020 I remember I was just like done I was so done I was like I I just am beside myself I want to go to a restaurant I want somebody to hand me a bread basket and I'm gonna I, slather it in butter. I'm gonna slather it in butter. We, there's no bread baskets when you eat at home all the time mm-hmm, when not. you order to there go they're not sending you a bread basket no they are not no they are not and if they are, it's not the same because it's all clumped together. The and you don't get refills. You don't get refills. It's just <laughs> horrific. I, rem- I, like, I I really strictly, like, that was, like, a core memory of 2020 for me. Mine was, <laughs> my restaurant goal was that the first time I ate out, I was going to get champagne and oysters. Did you? And I did. <gasps> I went go? to Salou, and I oh. sat on the patio, and I got a glass of champagne, Isn't and I got crazy? oysters. I and I was what like, my first meal out was. Flipping I do remember out. what my last meal out was. What was that? Um, I was celebrating my anniversary with my ex-boyfriend at Chianti Grill. Oh, Chianti is not the place to celebrate an That's anniversary. That's where we were. We Ugh. were at Chianti Grill. The vibes are rancid. And we were talking to our waitress about how everything was shutting down, and literally the next day everything shut down. Oh my god. I know. Meanwhile, I was matching with Forrest on the 18th of March. You were? Mm-hmm. Wait. Shut up. Yeah. You guys dated during COVID? Yeah. That's when you started dating? Yeah. How? How? So I was living at home at the time with my parents, and my parents were, our, I mean, in their 60s. And so they were high risk. They mm-hmm. were above 65. This is pre-vaccine. Like, you got to bring your mind all the way back to the period of time where we're, like... Ordering masks, and they, we don't even know where to get them from? Yes. And, like, going... Like, one family member is the designated grocery shopper, mm-hmm. and we and you're were cleaning wiping all off the your groceries. Yes. yes. Like, that is the era that we are talking mm-hmm. about. So, really high intensity. Yep. And keep in mind, I've been diagnosed with OCD in August of that year. So, I'm, like... <laughs> I mean, what is that, maybe six months into, like, learning how my brain works and that I have this disorder that makes me feel very stressed out about medical things, and a global pandemic hits. Not what I would call ideal. I didn't love it. So, anyway, I'm at home. School gets shut down on the 13th, the 15th, the March 13th, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have not been on dating apps in, like, two years because I just got sick of them and I was dating people in real life and that was great. And I had some great relationships, everything. I have lovely things to say about the people I met in real life. 
But then I got bored mm-hmm. because I was home for two days and had nothing to do. <laughs> and I decided well, that I was going to stroke my ego and get on the apps and flirt a little and just mm-hmm. keep myself entertained that way. And I did. And I matched with Forrest on March 18th. Wow. And that was, I mean, that was it. We started talking about TV shows um, and making bread because that's what we were all doing in the pandemic at that oh time. Oh, my God. And Tiger King. Tiger King. We watched Tiger King together on Zoom. Oh, my God. And we dated Wait, on Zoom. You did? You did? Yeah. When's the, when, how long into the relationship? I mean, I think May was the first time that we saw <gasps> each other in person from March. Wow. Because I was so scared of giving my parents COVID. I wouldn't risk it, especially for someone I had known for two months. I was mm-hmm. like, we're, this is great. Mm-hmm. I'm having fun Where getting were to they? Where were they living? The they were living in Minneapolis, and I was down. Alone? In, uh, no, they had roommates, okay. which was part of my my, yeah. my calculation as well, because they had moved in with their roommates in April. Um, so from March and half of April, they had lived alone, but I wasn't meeting with mm-hmm. anybody at that point. And so, I mean, it was in, in, like, May, we went, we, like, saw each other. I brought them a bag of masks mm. that my mom had sewn. Oh, And mom. we went on a little walk. And that a walk. was yeah, yep. a walk outside, and we both wore our masks for the walk. Wow. Uh, and then it was like I think June or July when we both quarantined for two weeks, and then went to their cabin together, and that was our Aww. first like date really. Mm-hmm. And we were there for like three days, and it was just kind of this magical little weekend away, mm-hmm. and then. Eventually, in August, I moved out of my parents' house, and we could see each other regularly in person, and the mm-hmm. rest is kind of history. And things had, like, things were, I can't even think back to that year. It was, how, like, it's things were insane. Weird. Yeah. Wow. Where did you move into? My last apartment. Oh, by yourself. Yep. Yeah. So I was living alone. I was living alone. And I don't think we had vaccines. No, we didn't have vaccines yet, because that no. came in December. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And now the rest is history and here mm-hmm. we are. Something that I really value about my friendship with Greta is that like you are constantly building other women up but not putting yourself down within doing so. Yeah. Because I think that there's a difference between me saying to you, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful and so perfect. I wish I looked like you. Yeah. Versus being Disgusting. like, aren't we the hottest and cutest things you've ever seen that I've ever watched Love on the face it. of the earth? Yeah. And I, I do really think that like that is, that is something that is rare in female friendships because mm-hmm. we don't we worry about making the other person feel bad by hyping ourselves up. Yeah. Or vice versa. Like, I yeah. don't... Or just, the, like, I think we're taught to um, to defer all the time. Like, mm-hmm. someone else is always supposed to be more important yes, than you. Yeah. Or someone else is always supposed to be more valuable. And to allow yourself to be valuable mm-hmm. to yourself, um, just as you are. And to... Sell, like, I don't know. I my best friend is named Tess. Love her. My Love best friend's her. name is also Tess. It's funny. We both have we Tess both R's. Have Tess R's. <gasps> yeah. We both have Tess R's. We both have That's Tess crazy. R's. Well, now mine's Tess B. Ew. It's okay. We're happy for her. <laughs> Yay, Mowage. My Mowage is really lovely, but whoa. <laughs> we're still calling her Tess R. Tess R. <laughs> anyway, um, and we went through a phase where we and this was in college. We just got sick of hearing one another talk poorly about themselves. And so if someone was, if I was talking poorly about myself, she would say positive self-talk only. Mm -hmm. And if she was talking poorly about herself, I would say positive self-talk only. Mm -hmm. And we just caught each other. And it Mm -hmm. was like we broke the habit. I was going to say, I think it is a habit. Because I, I will have moments where I like fall into 
like, oh, I wish that my stomach didn't look like this. Mm-hmm. Or I wish that my face, like, okay, I got my license picture retaken the other day. Yeah. And it's, I obviously have gained weight since I was 20. Yeah, imagine that. And mm-hmm. I looked at the two pictures and I was like, oh. And mm-hmm. I was like, ew, why, what am I doing? Uh-huh. Like, I'm the cutest thing I've ever seen since sliced yes. bread. Like, yes. And like, that's just more fun. It's, it's so much more fun. so much more fun to, and I don't even call it main character energy because I don't think I, it's that. Yeah, no. I genuinely no. believe that like, I am loving and deserving and like, my body is the least interesting thing about me and yes. also is super hot and beautiful. Yes. Yep. And all of those things can be true at the same yeah. time. I, I, yeah. I, I think it's just like, it was about learning to be kind to myself because I spent so long at war with my body. Like, yeah. as a person who grew up mm-hmm. and I was taller than my mom in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. She's five six. Mm-hmm. I grew a cup size from sixth grade to my senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, pop, 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 kept on growing. Yeah. I was always growing in new directions, never knew what to do with it. And that I just had so much body all the time that mm-hmm. was such a source of anxiety for me. There was just too much body in too many places. I was never coordinated because I was growing too fast to be like it was just a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And so growing up experiencing that, I got tired of being at war with my body and like Lizzo, love of my life. Mm-hmm who's recently been behaving kind of poorly and I'm just like trying to figure out how to feel about that. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. she had this album or this EP, Coconut Oil. Mm-hmm. And in like 2016, she came to Spring Jam at the U. And she performed at the U a couple of times before she blew up. And I just worshipped the ground that woman walked on because she was one of the first people who I was seeing be absolutely unapologetically joyful about herself and her body and it like came at this time where I felt like I had reached that place too and so I had like this conspirator in that feeling Mm -hmm. and I've never turned back from that however I will say the biggest shock in my relationship with my body was getting in a a long-term relationship because I had learned to relate to my body myself Mm I had learned to relate to my body between women, Mm -hmm. but I had not gotten over that feeling of how I wanted a partner to see my body. Yeah. And that was a weird one because I had this extended season of being so happy and comfortable being single when I was in my early 20s. And then to like reach my late 20s and have all these issues start cropping up again. I all the time in therapy would be like, I worked through this already, Jill. Like Mm -hmm. I did this. I don't understand why this is coming up again. And it was because I just had to learn to love my new body in in a new context, which I'm sure if I ever have children, I'll do again. Yeah. But I've done the work already. So now I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. I also think I let myself consume content that made me feel bad Mm, for such a long time. Yeah. And... I got out of the habit of doing that. Yeah. And that was really healthy. Yeah. It became less about looking at how cute clothes would look on somebody three sizes smaller than me. Yeah. And celebrating for, celebrating for them for how cute they look. Love it. Like, how 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 am I going to feel good about myself if I'm comparing myself to women who are just celebrating themselves? Like, yeah. Like, that just became such an internal battle for me that I was like, I am never going to look like them. Nope. And who cares? And good for them. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is it's like I for a while thought that having good self-confidence was about feeling secure in like, in like, oh, I can look that good too. I can right. look that good too. What a good I can frame. wear, yeah. mm-hmm. I can look that good too. And I also think that the difference, I remember it was honestly, it was, it was when I downloaded TikTok that my relationship with my body just went south because I was just constantly comparing myself 
to, and you know, I, what, when did you first download TikTok? Were you late to the game? I was late to the game. Okay, I downloaded it right in 2020 yeah. when those Melissa Wood workouts were on all the time and mm. like everybody was working out at home. And the other thing that was really hard for me is, and I say this to myself a lot, like I love who I am now and I love what my body looks like now. And I also loved who I was when I was 19, and I loved what my body was like when I was 19. Yeah. Those are two different versions of me. I'm never going to have my 19-year-old body again. No. Like, I compare my body a lot of times, still to this day, to when I was in Disney World. Mm. Okay, well, what was my lifestyle when I was in Disney World? Mm. I was, sorry, I, I'm going back on what I just said. I was severely unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. I I was walking 15,000 steps, upwards of 15,000 steps every day. Lord. And I was super tan because I was living in Florida. Yeah. So it's like, of course I'm not going to look like that. Yeah. But I think it's also about not looking at sizes has no. been really helpful for yeah. me. What fits me. Yep. Not what size am I grabbing. Yep. Like what fits me. What, yeah. what do I feel good in. Yeah. Because that was also hard. And I think that, I think that maybe you can relate to this as well. The internet and TikTok specifically put women in categories. Oh, yeah. There is, there is like, whatever you want to call skinny, and then there's midsize. I have such and a then rage there's about midsize. Size. I have, oh. Now, what in the hee-haw hell is going on there? Because it's that is so confusing to me. It's fat As somebody who... My waist, my hips, my butt, and my thighs are all four different sizes. Yeah. Okay? So I'm going to the store, and I'm going to wear an XL pair of pants. Yeah. And then I'm going to grab a size medium shirt. Yeah. What What category am I in no. now? Well, the, my beef, my big fat beef with midsize is that it is finding ways for women to distance themselves from talking about being fat. Yes! It's finding ways for women to say, oh, I'm not, I'm not plus size. I'm mid-size. I'm mid-size. I'm mid-size. Mid and I'm still, mid-size. There's still more to love. You know, it's it's using all I these stupid hate fucking when phrases. I hate when people are like, um, I used to, and I use this only ironically now. Yeah. When people used to be like, Oh, like I'm mid-size, like I'm super skinny. Mm. I'm so skinny. Oh my god, I'm wearing a size medium. I'm so skinny. Mm. I'm like, why is skinny the precedent? Why, why is, is that the what standard? we care about? I like to make jokes about that when I'm like, obviously pointing out the danger of <laughs> yes, it. Yes. You know, like like the other day I had the stomach flu. This is not the other day. This is like months ago. <laughs> and I was Last like, week. getting skinny. Like yeah. pointing out that it... It but I'm sick. Illness. I'm sick. To achieve. I'm sick. The standard. That if I have to go about. between two small spaces, I'm gonna say I'm being so skinny right now. That's when it's funny. Yes. Okay. What's not funny is I'm not gonna fit into a size 12 jeans ever again. No. And that's fine. That's fine. I could talk for hours mm-hmm. about my journey with, and I actually wrote it down as one of my episode ideas because I could honestly talk for hours about just my journey to start loving my body because. It is what it is. Yeah. And why should I spend my life being mad at my body mm-hmm. when instead I could like celebrate it and wear whatever the hell I want to mm-hmm. wear? And like, I do love that there are really lovely parts of the internet that celebrate that. Yeah. But I also think there's like some really nasty parts of the internet where yeah. I'm like, I'm still insecure. Yeah. And so, but I mean, and this is, you know, this is one of the things that I think is so great about learning to have a, a healing relationship with and a loving relationship with yourself and your body is that it allows for days like that because yeah. it doesn't mean that I'm not going to feel that way. It just mm-hmm. means that I'm quicker to recover. Yes. That's a great way of putting it. And that 
this is, I've been here before. I've been here I've before. I've been here before. Yeah. And I'm going to be fine. And I know the way out. Yep. And it's going to be fine. Yeah. And like tomorrow I'm going to put on an outfit. I'm going to be like, I'm the cutest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. And last night I was crying about how much I hated my stomach. Yeah. Like, like, am I in my luteal phase? Am I menstruating? Yeah. Well, that's the other What's thing. happening? That's the other thing. Sorry. Going back to high school education. Why was why I not taught about that? Why did I just learn the phases like last year? Yeah. Not even that. Like six months ago. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, wait, I can be bloated based on my time of month? What? What is that what? about? Why did I not know that when you're ovulating, you like literally look hotter to the people around you? Why did I not know right. yep. that mm-hmm. like in your luteal phase, you got to mm-hmm. be rested? Like, why did mm-hmm. I not mm-hmm. have that information? Yep. Because that certainly could have explained a few things. Yeah. Like, why aren't my jeans fitting me right now? Mm-hmm. And I also think that something else that I used to do that I really uh, is a habit I really try not to do anymore is I'm not keeping clothes that I'm going to fit into someday. No. I'm not doing that. No. Nope. I'm wearing clothes that I love right now. Yeah. And I had a lot. Yeah. I had a lot of clothes. Yeah. I'll fit into that someday. Mm. But like, but like, why keep that sitting around in my closet when I could buy something cute and adorable and I'm going to love it right now? I also want to validate and recognize that like I put in a lot of work to be intentional about how I talked to myself yep. about my body. Yeah. Like that was not an easy feat for me mm-hmm. and I'm very proud of it, but it was not like one day I just woke up and decided I wasn't going to no. hate my body anymore. No. It was like no. very intentional. And many years of work. I used to say to myself all the time, the longest relationship, the most stable relationship I will ever have is the one I have with myself. Yeah. And so it's really important to me that that's good. Yeah. And that's when I started. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. Longest relationship I'm ever going to have is with myself. Yes. And so. I might as well just like freaking spend it loving myself unconditionally. Yeah. And um, yeah. So that's all I got to say about that. Um, we're laughing because Forrest is unloading the dishwasher right now. <laughs> um. Clink, clank, clink, clank. And now Junie's joining us. Junie's good to us. Okay, Greta. Yes. We get to do our loves and our hates. Oh, God bless. I did forget my question bucket, which I'm oh, kind of bummed about. Tragic. Um, I don't know any of these questions, but it says 116 deep questions that will strengthen your connection. Oh, I'm ready to Pick strengthen our connection. Pick a number between 1 and 116. One, uh, 23. Do you think that people are made for each other? Oh, what an interesting question, because it's not phrased like soulmates, which I don't believe in. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think, I, not to get too woo-woo on you. You can get woo-woo. But I, I think that we come into this life knowing what we have signed up for. I think life is like school and that you come back as many times as you need to to learn all the lessons that you need to learn. Oh. And so whether those things are hard or easy or complicated or messy or whatever, I think that we come into this life knowing like there's some stuff that I got to work through this time around, which is one of the reasons why I'm always trying to get to the bottom of my crap because I'm like, I'm going to learn the lesson this lifetime. I'm not doing it again next one. Mm-hmm. But... um. I do think that there are people who you are meant to meet and Mm -hmm. meant to be around, Um, and that, like, I'm thinking about friendships right now. Me too. Yeah. Like twin flames. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if I care about twin flames. I don't really know what that means. It's like a really high intensity spiritual thing. I just know that like when I met my test, I was like, 
oh, this is the friendship I'm supposed to invest my time into. Yeah, like and for, that's my test too. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, this just makes sense yeah. and feels right right off like I felt like I could be vulnerable and real with her immediately immediately yeah which I couldn't say about any other friendship yeah yeah my test is like there's nobody in the world who like we don't need language to communicate mm-hmm. and it's it's just magical but I think that like love, she, love you Tessas love you Tessas <laughs> um I do think that she and I are supposed to we're like the w- whether we are made for each other or not, mm-hmm. the way we are made is for each other. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's really sweet. That's a great answer. Oh, I love friends. I, I literally you. love friendships. I love friendships so much. I literally love friendships. I especially love female friendships. Yeah. Girlhood. Girlhood. <laughs> okay, it's time to do our five loves, five hate. Let's um, do it. But... Uh, you have a lot more than I people. have so many. I actually only have two loves and two hates, but that's good because Stop you have a lot. It. Well, I just recorded on Sunday. Ugh. So, um, do you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first? I want you to go first. Are we okay. going with hates first? I'm going to go hates first. Great. Okay, two things I hate that I've been hating. I'm so ready. Condensation. <laughs> I I am done. I'm done with condensation. I'm done with it. I I don't understand why we're able to have so many solutions to things, but not condensation. Yeah, it's really What foul. is it? Can I tell you something disgusting right now? About condensation? Yeah. What? So the toilet in our office. Yeah. Uh, you no, know, the one that no, we've no. used. Yeah, the pipe on it is so has so much condensation on it that it is dripping water onto the floor. So now we have standing water below the toilet. It's not that the toilet is leaking. It's that the pipes are developing enough condensation like, that it's a problem. Like, that's so gross. I hate it I with hate everything in my body. Okay, so condensation is my first one. My second one is, obviously, I'm rewatching Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. And I do want to do, like, a whole episode on Pretty Little Liars, so let me know if you guys if you guys want that. But if also, random, mm-hmm. um, I posted today who's watching The Golden Bachelor, and almost everybody said yes, so I will be recapping The Golden Bachelor Love on the it. podcast. Love because it. I will be watching it. Love it. Um, I hate the word posse. And it, it comes up, it's not like the posse, it's the word posse. Yeah. It comes up so often, well, you look different without Allie and her posse following behind you. Shut posse. up. Posse is my hate right now. I'm not into it. Yeah, I hate the word posse. Okay, what are your hates? I have seven hates. Okay. We're going to start on one you and I are going to agree on immediately. Okay. And I know that this is growth for you. Are is you it? ready? Oh my God. Stanley water bottles. Yep. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm done. I hate how it feels on my wrist to hold it because they're so heavy. Yeah. I hate that it spills everywhere. Mm-hmm. I Tell hate... the people what just happened before we started recording. Before we started recording this podcast, Casey Riddle did have three spills with her Stanley water bottle. One in her bag, two on the floor. Like, why did that? I spent way too much money on that. For it to spill. Well, I, I didn't spend much because I bought it off you. That's true. But... Horrible. Yeah. And I hate that when they clo- you close the lid on them, they get so damn tight yeah. that you can't unscrew yeah. it. Yeah. And then I'm in the middle of doing yeah. the dishes every time, so my hands yeah. are still being wet. Yeah. Horrific. Yeah. I have also... Um, I also wish that Stanley came out with cuter colors. Yeah. Because if the colors were cuter, maybe I would like them better. Mm. I do really like my flip lid one, though. Yeah. Like the one that closes and I can mm-hmm. put in my bag. I like yeah. that one. Um, but I did put a simple modern one on my Amazon wish list because it was bright pink. Can I tell you something that was life-changing for me? What? I went into a Savers. I found an Owala on sale for $10. Wow. It is, it is infinitely better. I really, I really don't want to be that girly. That and then here's the worst part. I left it in an airport. <laughs> so, so you lost it? 
I lost it. So I should be slapped across the face, honestly, because that's just, I mean, that was embarrassing that for everyone is involved. funny. And I'm not allowing myself to purchase one because student loan repayments start next month, and yep. so we're just simply not buying a $30 water bottle because no. we don't need one. We're going to stay hydrated, though. Them. We're we gonna are going to stay hydrated. hydrated girl fall. With our Stanleys that we hate and resent, and mm-hmm. that's just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what I've gone back to? Mm-hmm. I am back in my hydro flask era. I am toting around a hydro flask. Okay. Okay, Visco. It doesn't spill. It doesn't smell. It doesn't spill. Does Oh, spill. Spill. I was going to say, my Stanley doesn't smell. Spill. My, spill. My Stanley with the flip lid yeah. is great. Well, I'm so happy for but you. But I don't drink as much water. Mm, my Stanley, drinking. I'm drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, on my list, I hate how prep time works for teachers. Prep. Prep time. Tell me about that. Let me tell you. I have... There are seven class periods in a day, mm-hmm. okay? I'm teaching for five of them. Mm-hmm. There are two class periods in a day where I'm supposed to plan all my lessons, grade all my work, answer all my emails, plan for my activities that I coach after school, get coordinated with my colleagues who teach the same subjects, meet with my principal who wants to chat with me about X, Y, and Z. All of that is supposed to happen in two periods a day, except for I don't get two periods a day. I was just going to say, tell the people. One of them is a duty. Mm -hmm. One of them is a duty. And for whatever duty you have, there's some complicating factor that prevents you from being able to, like, actually get all the things done that you need to get done. Mm -hmm. Then, in the one that is not a duty, two days a week I have meetings scheduled every single week. So there are three days a week when I do not have something happening on one of my 50-minute duties. I hate it. And, like, you wonder why people are leaving the profession, girl, because you don't give them time to do their jobs. Well, you're bringing it home with you. Yes. You're bringing it home with yes. you. Yes. You're working a 85-hour work week. Yes. <laughs> you wonder why your teacher hasn't graded your assignment. It is because there is simply no time in the day to do yep. so. Yep. So I hate that. Um, I hate being sick. I have had this lingering coffee cough for 800 years. It's I'm on day 17 of it. I'm done. I'm not interested in have, feeling this way anymore. I actually refuse to get sick. Like, yeah. it's just, I'm not, I'm not, it's, it's not going to happen. I, I'm not welcoming it nope. to the party. Here's one, maybe a little niche. Um, in, like, radical circles or, like, political circles, when people use the word folks instead of people. I decided I hate it. The, like, the word folks or yes. just in that context? Mostly in that context. Because okay. I don't mind if, like, you know, grandpa's like, hey, folks, whatever. Yeah. But when people are like, well, uh, what's a phrasing that they might use? Like, you know, we have a lot of trans folks here today. Oh, you can use the word people. Yeah. You can use the word people. People is fine. It is fine. And I say People? This, gender neutral. Gender neutral. Gender neutral. <gasps> we just got a scandalous information. Rada. The choices we make. Anyway, so folks, I find foul. In that same vein... And this is all, listen, dear podcast, hear me when I say I am in a queer relationship with a person who is non-binary. This is coming from inside the house, Mm -hmm. okay? I'm here. (laughs) People trying to use gender neutral language, and so they make weird ass phrases up like uterus owners. Never speak again. Never. You, we are not winning any allies with phrases like uterus owners. Just say, hey, I have a question for people who menstruate. That's fine. So much better. Guess what, babe? If it was up to me, I wouldn't own a uterus. I wouldn't either. She'd be gone. (laughs) She'd be gone. Forrest uses female body to male body all the time. I love it. I love it. that's nice. They'll be like, yeah, I'm male-bodied. You know, like at the doctor, Mm -hmm. in the times Mm -hmm. when you Mm -hmm. have to express Mm -hmm. what's going on chromosomally for you, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
There are so many better ways. Yeah, there are better ways. Yeah. Um, unpacking. Oh, don't even get me started on this. There is a pile. Until you got here, there were three suitcases sitting 15 from feet from From when you from got us. home on Saturday. From when I got Thursday. home on Saturday. It is Thursday. <laughs> It is Thursday. I hate, it's, it's like putting away laundry, but 11 times Next worse. on my list is laundry. I hate laundry. I can't do it. I hate I it. I cannot. On my list here, last on my list of hates right now, Joe Jonas. Uh, yep. So last week on Monday, I talked about how I was sad for both of them. My mind has changed. My mind has changed. My I, mind has changed. Joe Jonas. My mind has changed. What is wrong with that now? Now, I am going to the Jonas Brothers concert. Well, of course. I was a Jonas Brothers girl. Well, of course, I wasn't yes. a Directioner. No. I was a Jonas Brothers yeah. girl. Yeah. So I will be going to the concert. It's okay, love that. <laughs> what is wrong with Joe Jonas? Give that girl her children back. Did you see that today? Yes. And did you see her walking with Taylor Swift? Yes, I did. Hi, Jimmy. Oh, the girl is back. Hello, Juniper. Yeah, that man, I'm over him. And do I understand that I'm reading celebrity gossip? So yeah, they're whatever. absolutely designing it for me to feel this way. Of course I do. I'm not an idiot. However, oh, hello, Juniper. Juniper and I have decided that Joe Jonas is Sucks. losing the divorce. Sucks. Yeah. And it's all his fault. It is. It, they had a fight on his birthday. Yeah. They weren't fighting about her. Nope. Okay, next one. Ugh. That's all my list of hates. That's it. Okay. That's it. Okay, I'm going to do my two loves. My first love is jazz music. I'm oh. really, like, I am romanticizing my life. You know I have been is? listening to jazz music all the time. Yeah. On all my commutes. Yes. Like, no words. Yeah. I just put on, like, autumn jazz. Love and it. And I'm like, da ba da 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 Oh, she's a scatting girl. I'm scatting on the driver's steering wheel. Look at you I am, like, I'm, like, driving, and I am, this is me in my car. This is me in my car. POV. Me driving in my car, jazz music playing. Nobody around me knows I'm a classy bitch. Nobody in these cars around me. These people around me probably think that I'm listening to, like, I don't know, Doja Cat, which no hate, love her. Yeah. Um, I'm listening to jazz. I am classy. I am I am autumn girl, cozy, jazzy girl, classy, wearing scarves, fall. You're better than everyone. I'm better than everyone. I'm so glad you finally I'm, come to understand I'm, this. Well, and I love jazz music. I was raised listening to jazz music. My dad yes. loves jazz music. Yes. Like, jazz music was on all the time. Mm-hmm. Something about listening to jazz music in the car, I'm like, oh, it's not silence. It's no. not a podcast. No. And it's not, like, pump-up music. Mm-mm. I am a classy girl. You are. You're grounded. I love You're cultured. I, so cultured listening to the saxophone. So cultured. I'm sorry, but like a little like. Get them horns in there, girl. I'm dancing. I'm vibing. Forrest puts it on when they make breakfast. Yeah, well, and that's how I was raised. Yeah. I was raised with constantly there was jazz music on. Yeah. When my sister and I were like 10, maybe a little bit younger, we could not fall asleep unless there was jazz music on. Adorable. And I just like lost my roots. And Is then, like, jazz music too um, theater what like classical music is to the ACT? You know, like when, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to raise a baby who's like going to get a 36, I you like play so. classical music to them as they're growing. I would way rather do that than like put them listening to Hamilton. Yeah, and then, but you know, if you want to like become a theater yeah. god as you are, Miss yeah. L. Woods, right. then you have to get them on that jazz early. Love it. And I'm, I'm going to be listening. And it makes me romanticize my life. That's my first love. My second love, you're an Apple Music girl, aren't you? I am. Okay, so you can't relate to this. Spotify has customized playlists, like, Ooh. based on what you listen to. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like any of them, except for the day list. Okay. It changes based on the time of day and shuffles music that you typically listen to at that time of day. Genius. And it's called the day list. So let's look mine up right now. I'm ready. 
probably up because I was listening to it. Okay, day list. Romantic canon Thursday evening. Oh, You dang. listen to Peaceful and Beautiful on Thursday evenings. Here's some canon, mysterious, quiet, beautiful, and angelic music. And it's songs that I've never heard of. It's songs that I've listened to before. And it updates like six times a day. How lovely. It's called the Spotify Day List. Oh my God. Yeah, I just converted it, didn't I? Yes, become a Spotify girly. Come on, don't you get jealous on Spotify raps? I absolutely do. You should I become, absolutely why, do. Why is it just because you don't want to pay for it? Well, I, basically it's like I don't want to have to take everything I've done on Apple Music and make that happen. Heard. On Spotify. That's a lot of work, but it's worth it. <sighs> We'll see. Maybe TV. in the new year, so Maybe that your Spotify rap can really yeah. okay, relapse. Okay. Those are my Also, those are my I feel superior to all Spotify users because Apple plays their artists better. Pays? Pays. Yeah. So Her. there's that's Her. like really like my justification. The only my reason that I'm on Spotify is because Starbucks paid for it for free. Now oh, I pay for it. Nice. Yeah. 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 Okay. Your loves. My loves. Um pumpkin maple have? bisque from Aldi. Pumpkin. Pumpkin maple bisque. Yeah. Is they that, have this little soup they make it every year. It's a bisque. Does it come in a... It comes in a... Like, basically a spaghetti jar. Wow. It's stunning, magnificent, it gorgeous itself. I you eat, eat it. it itself. I just eat it. I bring it to school for Pumpkin lunch. I eat it. Pumpkin maple bisque. Yeah. I'm going to get it. It's I don't really so know if I'll good. like a bisque. It's just lovely. Will I like it? I don't know because you're picky and weird, I but I love it. Mm-hmm. Very excited mm-hmm. when I saw it come back. You know what else? This is going back to female friendships. Something yeah. that I absolutely adore about Tess Rada. Mm-hmm. I feel like I talk about her in every episode. Sorry, I love it. <laughs> she probably loves it too. She probably does. Um, is that she knows if I'm going to like something. Ugh. I'm like, am I going to like that? And she's like, no, I don't think you will. And then I don't. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she's right every damn time. And yeah. that is friendship. Yeah. That's girlhood. True, okay. true, true, anyway. true. Um, number two, hot tea in the mornings. Oh, yeah. You're I, a tea girl. You're not I a am a tea girl. girly. I don't drink coffee. Tell the people was, the best tea. The best tea? Well, is a Greta tea. A Greta tea is an Earl Grey. Right now, I'm a big on the Equal Exchange organic Earl Grey tea. It's about the one I'm currently vibing with. But I, I, I switch it in and out. I was a Harney and Sons girl for a long time, but I'm kind of bored of Are that. Are you saying tea brands? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. <laughs> but Earl Grey. Okay. I Earl Grey is how I start my day. I do honey. Okay. I do a little glob of honey in the bottom of my cup. Mm-hmm. I, you have to have boiling water. I'm not talking your garbage Keurig water. That is not correct. Yep, you, incorrect. You're using the kettle. I'm using a kettle that to 206 degrees. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm not trying to burn my tea either. Yeah. And then um, I, I let it steep too long. I, you I do. do prefer a, to make it a little bit bitter, but also I have so much honey in it that it doesn't matter. Then... You take a little dairy, and I know you're not a dairy girly, but I am. So I could I, put oat milk in there. Yeah, yeah, oat milk is great in it. Sometimes a little half and half, sometimes a 2%, sometimes a whole, sometimes an oat milk. Sometimes I've been doing coconut milk this week, Ooh. loving that. But there needs to be a milk product in there. It's my favorite little latte in the history of the universe. I love that. Do I you make it. it every morning? Yes. Do you take it to school with you? Yes. Okay. Um, And this morning I had herbal tea because, again, I have the illness Mm-hmm. And I'm just really loving these crispy f- fall mornings. Even though it's 80 degrees today, it was 60 degrees when was I was coming so in. Nice. It was so lovely. And to have a warm beverage in your hand. Yeah. I love iced coffee season, even though I don't do coffee. But, you know, I like iced you beverage. You like an iced season. beverage? But the hot tea in the morning mm-hmm. is really, it's the nice. It's, it's the quite nice. Um, number three, having a supportive partner. I was yeah. just having a moment this morning where I was like, so last true. night, Forrest brought me 
uh, a little thing of NyQuil and said, you are ill and you need sleep. It was 7.45 at night. I drowned, I downed that and drowned in my bed. I went It's just nice when somebody sees you. Yes. And helps you, helps you, that's what I'm looking for. Helps you take care of yourself. Big time. Without like making you feel bad for not doing it yourself. Yeah. Like, why aren't you in bed yet? No. Like it's, they just, it's like, 10 o'clock and we're podcasting right now. With the way mm-hmm. that I needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, dressing up and playing make-believe. God, I love that. I love dressing up and playing make-believe. I don't care if I'm alone in my house. I'm going to the Ren Festival this weekend. Yeah. I am so excited to put my stupid little outfit mm-hmm. on and go and pretend that my name is like Matilda or something and that I work at a bar mm-hmm. in, you know, wherever the heck. Yeah. I and to, like I have like a dragon in the woods. I yeah. just want to go play make believe. Why do you think that I love theater? Because it's make believe. I played Elwoods. Yeah. I yeah. became Elwoods. Yeah. Love. Yeah. What What's better? Exactly. A fun little outfit that helps you feel like something new and shiny and special. My yeah. hat came in the mail today for when I'm going to be a witch. And you looked hot. And I did, and I'm going to. Yep. I'm very excited. It's perfect. About it. Um. Item number five on my love list because mm-hmm. I always have more. Uh, my best friend got married. And it was the best. It was the best. It was the best. And she had 17 people there. Small weddings. So lovely. I love small weddings. Yeah. To hell with this 200 people bullshit. Nobody yeah. needs to be there except yeah. for the people I like. And yeah. that list is shrinking by the day. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> bye Bye Acne by It Cosmetics. It's a 2% salicylic acid. Is it a makeup? It is a serum. Okay. Skincare moment. Okay. Influence the people. I'm ready to influence the people. Hear me when I say this. I have been a Sunday Riley UFO Mm. worshiper for years. I have acne that annoys the hell out of me because, one, it's hormonal. Two, it showed up when I got my IUD. I never used to have acne on my cheeks, and then I got my IUD, and it was like, here, president accounted for, ready to party. And the only thing that would make it go anywhere was salicylic acid from Sunday Riley, their UFO oil. However, their UFO oil has essential oils in it. And I am conscious of the fact that I do not want to be putting that on my skin. And so I was always looking for an alternative 2% and nothing was really working. That It Cosmetics one though, it's so good. I love it. And the equivalent size is cheaper. Oh, there you go. It is cheaper. Have you tried Stalmiacin? Not yet. It's on the list. When when you run out, try it because yeah. it's amazing. I'm, My skin has never been better. I love it. Yeah, you you do always have glowy skin. Thank you. Blushy, I work glowy, really hard. Beautiful skin. Thank you. I work really hard, and also I just have a routine now. But I I do pride my, my, myself on my skin. It's good. Thank you. I listened to your self care routine podcast. Thank you. You and you narrowed that list of things down. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. When I my mom listened to it, mm-hmm. and she texted me and she said. I am listening to your podcast, and I agree. Everything does feel better in a cute cup. <laughs> well, she's right. So right, girl. So she's true. So true. So true. Also, you guys, um, I'm trying to get Odd on the podcast, but she is like, no, I don't need to be on it. Yes, and she does. I know. So everybody, if you see her, tell her she needs to be on the podcast. I'm telling her right now. Get okay, on the podcast. I, will. I want that. I love a mom episode. We would talk a for multi generational moment. We would probably have to split it into six episodes. Perfect. We would talk forever. Perfect. <laughs> Much like tonight. Yeah, exactly. Um, coconut water. You love coconut water. I love it. You do. I have been going through a giant container of it like every two days. Yeah, and it's cheap. It's cheap. It's so good. And it's so good. Yep. And it's so good for you. I'm mm-hmm. really having that moment. My final one here is really I wrote water slide slash water parks because I was reflecting. You know on, what happened to me at the Great Wolf Lodge. What happened to you at the Great Wolf Lodge? It was 
it was a horrible experience. Why? Did you listen to my episode with Tess Rada talking about the Great Wolf Lodge and how they weigh you before oh, you go on the family? Yes, <laughs> because I did, because they also weigh you at flipping um, Wisconsin, Dells? Wisconsin Dells. Crazy. It's crazy. I get why they have to do it, and yeah. also it's rude. It's so rude. <laughs> and I had a moment where I was like, I don't know, am I approaching the limit? Like, I'm... Jeez! Like, and I like sort of might be. It was horrifying. And then if you go in a group, they like have to weigh the group, and the group has to be below a certain number. That's what I'm saying. Is all four of us had to stand on there? There's me, Tess, Austin, and her six-year-old daughter, Lila. Oh my god! I'm like, are are we gonna make it? Yeah. Well, and there's like a red light and a green light. Red is like, you're too fat. Back up, fatty. Fat fat. It's horrible. So continue on about how much you love water parks. Anyway, so that is traumatizing. But there, per item number four on my loves list, yep. dressing up and playing make believe, I'm a mermaid through and through. Oh yeah. I there is not a day that I am in the water that I am not pretending. Did that you I'm ever a have a phase where like you were too cool for swimming though? Because like no. I did. Oh, I I no. had a phase where I was like, yeah, I'm like not getting my hair up. Like mm-hmm. I don't like doing handstands. And now at 25, 24, almost twenty five, whenever I go swimming with Lila, Tessa's daughter, I'm like. Oh, no, we're playing. We're, we're playing. playing. We're when playing. I tell you that there's not been a time I've been near a body of water where I haven't brought my goggles or said, God dang it, I forgot my goggles every time. Yeah. I am, when we're up at Forest Cabin, my goggles are on, my face is in the water. I am perusing for fishies. Yeah. I am looking for new vegetation under the water. Is there mm-hmm. a shiny rock? Mm-hmm. I want to see it. Is there a ball that fell in the water that I can retrieve, leave no trace? Mm-hmm. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Leave it better than you found it. Mm-hmm. I love the water. I love water parks. I love water slides. And now that I'm a grown-up, I love a swim-up bar. Oh, I bet. Where do you go to those? Wisconsin Dells. You guys, I haven't been or, to Wisconsin Dells. I feel I like you guys go to Wisconsin Dells all the time. I went there twice. And both times I dog sat. Yeah, yes. <laughs> twice in my adulthood, once for a wedding and once for Tessa's 29th birthday. Yep. And I did pay 20 extra dollars to have them decorate her door. And it was perfect. And it was it? perfect. Yeah. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. So yeah. anyway, moral of the story is we all need to experience the joy of the water. I love that. Wow. And and that's the end of the episode. What a, what a note to land <laughs> what on. What a way to end. So, um, Greta, thank you for being on the podcast. In honor. Thank you, you me, I'll be so around. much. I can't wait to have you back on. Let's do it. We talked about high school. We talked about relationships. We talked about bodies. We talked about COVID. And, and I love you so much. I love you too. And I love being friends with you. Oh, it's so special. I love that Haytwood brought us together. Me too. Because one thing about me and Guada is that we will be haters. We will be haters. We will be haters. We will be haters. And we, yeah. uh, it only brings us closer. And, you know, what is a friendship that doesn't start with an ex-boyfriend's hatred? Exactly. Honestly, it doesn't Can you exist. imagine not liking me? No. Me. Can you imagine not liking me? No. Can you imagine losing you? Never! Can, not that we're going to get into this, because we, there's no time. There's none. But can you imagine not liking me? Not one little bit. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Shout it out to all the hate me. listeners. <laughs> um, all right. I love you so much. Thanks for being on love the podcast. You Do you have you anything bet. you want to leave with the people? No. All right. Just be good. Be good. Be kind. Make good choices. Nice. Do your best. Okay, guys. Love you. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow the Instagram. Rate me five stars. Make sure you follow the TikTok. And tell everybody that you know. Seriously. Do it. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye.